Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Um, right, uh, welcome into the latest edition of the Field of Play. Uh, today, on our menu list, uh, we'll be discussing about the Champions League as well as the Europa draws, um, the Rugby Championship in Australia and New Zealand. In Australia and New Zealand, the some pretty shocking results, and the Chevrons lost. Uh, the first of three ODIs in Australia, and lastly, uh, the weekend's takeaway. The weekend's takeaway um, of the games, British. Uh, it was actually entertaining um, weekend for for the neutrals as the big teams managed to um, have some big wins or even some narrow wins. Um, uh, before I'm not your guy, and in the studio, I'm joining by Papi and uh, Kumbi. A case of deja vu, guys, for in the Champions League, and what a way to start our this Champions League uh, campaign with uh, other than the Group C as Barcelona face Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, and Victor, Victoria Pizan. It's a case of deja vu, Papi, for for Barcelona and Lewandowski. Is they'll be trying to pit up against his former side, his former side that's Bayern Munich. Um, I'd love to believe you'd, you'd like to show his worth. In that game, um, to show that okay, fine, I moved on, but you you kind of missed me. And at the same time, there's also Manuel trying to redeem himself and, and make a name for himself and 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 and, and the Bayern's history. Um, do you think it's a uh, this time around Bayern Munich and uh, Barcelona will be a, fair, a, a fairly contested um, uh, encounter? It's interesting. It's an interesting group as well. You have uh, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Inter Milan. But the interesting thing uh, for me in that group is that uh, case of deja vu for Robert Lewandowski and for Sadio Mane because these literally are nemesis now. They are competitors now. Uh, Mane came in to replace an unhappy Lewandowski who went to Barcelona who is now finding his, his goal-scoring touch again although it never went anywhere. And uh, Mane who's trying to, to fill in the boots of, of the great Lewandowski scoring as well. So it's going to be an interesting tie. But if they play, it's a, a touch personal. I think uh, they might be in trouble if they if they play for the team and if they uh, play with passion as well. I think the one who does that will, will probably be the victor there. So, but still, will, you, will this be an entertaining match? Like even a, a fairly contested match could be uh, this Bayern Munich. They've been walloping Barcelona of late. Um, this time around, are Barcelona ready for for for, for the war going against toe to toe against the mighty Bavarian side? Personally, I see that is you know it's David versus Goliath battle between Bayern and Barcelona. Come on, Kumbi. Partly because you know Barcelona is in, been in terminal decline due to frivolous spending and incoherent squads. So it's going to take time because a lot of signings have been made during the current transfer window and they need to know each other. They need to have chemistry in the team for them to but challenge got, the likes of Bayern. But they've, probably they've got, uh, these guys, they've got experience, these guys that, 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 that have been signed by Barcelona. So it's not a matter of, is it a matter of yeah, I think just signing or there's experience remember this Robert Lewandowski I think I think so far so good I think there's nothing to, to complain about I think cohesion is coming in if, if Robert Lewandowski is scoring goals uh, especially from the midfield, means he's getting uh, nice crosses from the guys playing on the flanks you are Rafinha's 
and Joe Tembeles. Joe Usman Tembeles, you see. So I, th- I think I think so far so good. You can't really say anything bad about uh, Barcelona at the moment. I think they're they're showing that they they want to play football. They're showing that they want to have that hunger. So I think so far so good. Is, and is is Xavi also under pressure? Yeah, because of the fact that he's, he's, he's managing Barcelona. You know, any 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 other manager would probably be under pressure as well. So I, I think he's under pressure, especially with with the performance it's, it's, of the last season. Yeah, it's time to it's, deliver. It's time to de- deliver. Exactly, um, because if you, if you have Lewandowski, if you have the likes of Petri, who's who's, who's now in, uh, fully international, mm. if you have the likes of Aubameyang, saying Yukavis, I think I think I think that's that's a very potent front line. So I think you should be under pressure. It's time. It's time to deliver for him. Kumbi, is it? Uh, should he go all 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 out for the treble, or it's only for the La Liga? But I'll say for the treble, I'm sure you disagree. <laughs> the treble. Uh, you know, the challenge is some expectations when you have nothing. This is expectations when you have everything. It's different. And in football, patience is not in plentiful supply. For me, I see Xavi challenging, at least challenging for La Liga and Copa. That's it. Only domestic cups. No year Champions League. Yeah. No year Champions League. But but you can't really write them off because of the fact that they have Lewandowski is a very potent goal scorer. So I think for me so far so good. But, it's just a case but, of waiting and see. But how come you're only talking about Bayern Munich and uh, and Barcelona? What about Inter? Party poopers. In the case of Inter Milan, Inter Milan is sort of like only a racist. Racist in the sense that they are establishing themselves in Europe step by step, you know, and then they've got good quality players who can make the difference in the world of Lautaro Martinez, Romero Lukaku, Barella, Brozovic. I feel like they are going to ruin the party for Barcelona. Okay, Barcelona to top the group. Fine, top the group. Papi, it's a tough one for me, but I'll go for uh, Bayern. Bayern. <laughs> okay, but okay, guys, I want how entertaining the PSG group will be, considering they are facing the the old lady um, that's Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. Is this year's uh, time for PSG? Every year for the past four, three or four seasons, we're just saying PSG is supposed to go all the way. Is it? Is this year's their time now, Kumbi? For me, I see PSG as the contenders instead of the dark horse in terms of the Champions League trophy they've made quality signings the most important and the most significant signing they've made is Luis Ocampos that is the best, best director yes that yeah. overrides even the extension of Pape and other new faces that have come to the fold because he has re- revolutionized PSG and he has shown that sometimes you don't need to be bling bling in order to attain the what, what so the oh, best it's not that, it's not all that glitters gold and also they are now the second favorite they are, they are the second favorites in the tournament puppy uh still should they go are they still the they should, should they go all the way and is this their year finally for them the parisian they are eagerly waiting for that elusive trophy I think, I, been think, I, think, I think the key for them is, is, is if that front three 
uh, will, will show togetherness and cohesion on and off the field. I think it's a very little front three, your Mbappe, your Neymar, and uh, obviously Messi. So they're starting to show that they can play that the game that they won against Lille, is it? Uh, six Let's years, seven, 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 one. one, yeah. Mm. I, I think glimpses but with the signs with that if these guys are on song, but over the weekend they drew against um, Monaco 1 1, but still they did a good game, but they, they managed to draw. But I, I, I was watching the game, and uh, I'm sure that I was seeing they kind of moved on from that Mbappe debacle, like the Mbappe, even Neymar, Neymar is the one who took the penalty. Um, so yeah, it so seems like see, they're moving on from I think, this. I think, I think they're um, trying to work things out and then, and then play football. I think with the signings and, mm-hmm. and, and like what Kumbi was saying, I think the manager who was come in, I think he's, he's done a tremendous job in bringing in you know quality players, the likes of face uh, confirmed uh, Ruiz, mm-hmm. from, Ruiz from Napoli. I think is a fantastic mm-hmm. replacement. So for uh, Czech Guyen, mm-hmm. so I think yeah. And what do you, what what can you expect from this Juve side? Uh, Kumpi, it seems like there's some real optimism <laughs> for this old lady side. Uh, the pre, some good buys and the return of the return of the return of Makir and possibly in due time Makiza and the full year of Flowerfish. Uh, Di Maria is all in the fold. Uh, pretty much, there's a, me, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. For me, I see you there is the, the, one, one of the dark horses in the Champions League, partly because. Their recent performance has not been up to scratch in the European competition, in the premium European club competition, which means they need to work and pull their socks up because they are going to face intense competition and they are going to be under pressure to, in order to contend for that top honours. And uh, Group A features uh, Liverpool, Ajax, Napoli and Rangers. Um, are you happy with the draw? More than happy. Are you happy? <laughs> and also, Ajax has been losing. Um, Ajax been uh, was lost. Um, Eric Tenag, Lisandro Martinez, and um, Antonio and Anthony to United. Wow, wow. Uh, taking off each. Uh, it cost it hundred million euros. Yeah, that's the turnover of Ajax Football mm. Club. One hundred twenty. Mm. It's just twenty million share of the Profits. turnover. With only two guys, Papi. Yes. Uh, they are way above the in terms of the profits. Because uh, Anthony costed. Approximately 85 million pounds and 100, 100 million euros. So good, good business. Look, we all know the business model of Ajax. You know they've they've been doing it since the days of uh, Dijon, and uh, so I think uh, it's a good business model for them. It works for them. They groom in young talents, and uh, to expect uh, great returns. Okay, so will they still be a force to reckon in Europe? Because they. Uh, Already lo- lost think, um, three personals, including the manager. In, in Europe, I think uh, we also that uh, Ajax uh, has been far, far away from the, from the peggings. Uh, they last won it in, in what the days of Sato, if I'm not mistaken, or in the 1996s, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. 95. 95. 95. So uh, it's been a long time. Uh, recent surgences, the when 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 they lost in the semi against uh, Tottenham Hotspur, I think that's that's is as far as they went. Uh, in a long fluke. space of time, fluke. Uh, it was just good form, I think, not fluke. <laughs> okay, and also there's Napoli also also in this group, and Napoli and Liverpool usually give us um, some more games. And can you expect more of the same this time around, Kumbi? Yes, I expect more of the same because mm. Napoli has become sort of like a boogeyman. But the Champions but also, League. But Liverpool also is playing six games in two months. Should they be worried? And uh, no, uh, we, are, we are not. Detained by any other three teams. Injuries, 
midfield. On the midfield aspect, yeah. of course, it will affect our European and domestic campaigns. But hopefully, with the last two days left, we a move can be made, terms can be agreed, so as to uh, address the chronic problem in the Liverpool EG. Okay, uh, Man City are going, uh, favorites, uh, the, uh, the main favorites um, going into this uh, this year's edition of the Champions League. Uh, as always, it's the third year also. Uh, third year running, um, having this um, t- title, the main co- title contenders tag. And can you expect more of this uh, this season going forward? Oh, puppy, they're supposed to go all the way, considering they've got a striker they've been um, looking for. If you, have, if you have Ellen Haaland, I think we all know what he does. He scores goals for fun. So I think uh, if, 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 if Man City were having the tag of the, the, the winner's tag for the past three editions, uh, imagine now the pressure when you've got uh, Ellen Haaland in your ranks. So I think the pressure is still on for Pep Guardiola personally. And for the managers, I mean, the, the owners, the pressure is there for them to win that elusive uh, Champions League uh, trophy. Mm. So, um, City are facing Sevilla, uh, FC Copenhagen, and the return of Erling Haaland to Dortmund. Of the two, Lewa and um, Alan Kumbi, who do you think will be beaten by their respective side, their former side? For me, what I have observed is that I've seen that Pile can be beaten by Barcelona to just prove a point that you never loved me in the case of Lewandowski. So that is also a challenge. But also, Haaland went back-to-back with his, from his former side, Dutman. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. Papa, are you happy with the Chelsea draw? Chelsea draw, I think it's fair enough. It's... it's, it's, it's. It's a doable uh, draw for us. I think if if, if we fa- manage to to solve the striker issue, and now that Fofana is probably on his way, so I think I think Chelsea defensively will be strong. I I, I don't think AC Milan, apart from uh, Rafael Leal, I think everyone else. I don't think uh, it will be a problem. Remember that Thiago uh, uh, Silva also played Italian football. Uh, and, uh, Napoli, the one from Napoli. Uh, Kulibali, he's so accustomed to Italian football, so I think the nerves will be calm at the back. I don't think AC Milan can trouble Chelsea defensively. Uh, and Dynamo's a grab as well, but I think it's a, it's a, the traveling. No, in Croatia. The only issue with me is, is the traveling. I think uh, going to to Zagreb, Croatia. I think the traveling day, but uh, some some other teams they are playing uh, Russian uh, clubs, so they are in it for as well. They are in it as well. Okay, and and. What's your take about the group the the group D could be evenly balanced? Um, Tottenham, right? Tottenham are facing Eintracht Frankfurt, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille. Okay, maybe it's not uh, apart from 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 Tottenham. Maybe the, the other three sides they are, they are balanced, or or in, so we can expect Tottenham to qualify without uh, any any pain or that with ease. For me, I expect Tottenham to top the group and qualify with ease. Frankfurt is just a mediocre team. <laughs> Sporting Lisbon, mediocre team. I see Tottenham in Marseille. Marseille, all about Marseille, the vice. They've yes. been doing Marseille um, their business. Will, will uh, I wouldn't say it's a force, but it will reimage its credibility 
in your in, in Champions League football. Yeah, but if the, this this summer they've been signing players, right? Quality players, quality players, and also experience. They've been, they've been adding budgets. experience in the team. Managerial uh, stability. Los Blancos will be uh, uh, kickstarting their Champions League campaign and their title defense against. Uh, Leipzig of Germany, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Celtic. Uh, can you expect any surprises in this encounter? It's a one-way. It's a one-way for Madrid, especially the atmosphere. And there's all the atmosphere in Celtic. Uh, can they handle the pressure? Or this is Madrid can be. They've been plenty finals, plenty of finals. And I feel this like Madrid is giving atmosphere. another overwhelmingly easy group. Both Leipzig, <laughs> you know, Leipzig is it's a yo-yo team. The Champions League sometimes it progresses to the knockout stages. Sometimes it goes back to Europa League. Shakhtar is not a threat. Celtic, nah, Celtic, it's it's not even it's classical Celtic. Uh, it's just anchor the no group. offense. Anchor the group, yes. Uh, it's classical Celtic, puppy. No, no offense, no, but they've got the, the atmosphere. Passion, the atmosphere, the, atmosphere, the uh, passion of the fans. The passion of the players as well. I think anything might happen in the Champions League. Maybe they might might spoil a few teams in that group. So you you, you never have to write off uh, you know these guys because of the the, the passion and 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 is it the Irish luck? Mm-hmm. Talking of which, the Europa League draw was also conducted um, last week, and um, Group Group E featuring United, Sociedad, Sheriff, and Omonia. This is actually a strong group, Papi. Uh, United, such that finished six last season, and David Silva will be returning to Manchester after ten years in and at Man City. Uh, is that an easy game for United? Yeah, any game right now seems like uh, a fairly difficult game for United. But look, the momentum is is, is coming in. But now we're talking of uh, the Premier League performances now when they have to play two, three games per week in the Europa. I think mm. there will be a lot of changes and shufflings there. You know to manage the players, so I think cohesion might be a problem, and uh, with such distances that they have to travel when they are in the Europa, you know I think it's fair enough to say that anything can happen in the Europa League. But they lost uh, Isaac Kumbi. They lost Isaac. Still, they've got no striker associated right now. So, associated that they're likely to make a signing. They're likely to make a signing. It's for forward to strengthen their front line. Uh. But watch out for associated. Watch out for such a dad. Yeah, they've got, got hidden gems like Robin Lomond, who is a young French defender, gifted on the ball, physical imposing, good tackling, can play in a back three, which is very fundamental in the modern day football. Yes. And our group A feature features Arsenal, PSV, Boldo from Norway, and FC Zurich. Adidas hasn't made any strides in the in this Europa League competition, Papi, because um, he, he lost in the round of six, both in the round of sixteen, I guess, on uh, Olympiacos also. And so, is he the who is the main favorite to ad, to win this competition? Look, for the past three to four to five uh, seasons of the Europa, I think each and every big team, the, the so-called traditional big team, in this case, we're talking of uh, for this year's edition, we're talking of the likes of Arsenal. The likes of uh, Manchester United, these 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 teams they 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 they've played in the Europa League and then they've won won several times in, in in the Europa League. For example, Chelsea has won it twice. Manchester United has also won it. So I think if you are a team of that caliber traditionally and you're playing in, in the Europa League, I I think it, it just has to be a no brainer for you to you know 
to win it. That's why you see the likes of uh, it's draining, in, it's in, draining. In the past. They'll be but it's the same draining. Level. It's draining, yes. So even even the Champions League as well is draining. If you... But the traveling, it's okay. But the traveling, it's it's really it's relatively um, okay. I like um, I like I like in, in the Champions in the, Champions, in the Europe because you you be going there Macedonia, Cyprus, the Donetsk. But in Europe, like in like in usually in Champions League, Germany, Spain, uh, they're not really far apart. That's yeah, true. But what about Mourinho um, in groups? Mourinho in groups is featuring um, Lidrigets, uh, Real Betis, and um, also uh, Helsinki. There, I see Real Betis progressing to the next stage of the Europa League because you know under Pellegrini they've been engineered towards establishing themselves in the second tier. Of European club football was there with the likes of Nabil Fekir, William Carvalho, and soon Bellerin. Enter Bellerin. Femanians. Okay, um, talking of Bellerin, um, is going to participate. His former side Arsenal, they played um, Fulham over the weekend and they won 2 1. Uh, it was a tough game indeed. Mitrovic opening the score, their account, Papi. But uh, what in. Uh, a character, a piece of character and diligence this uh, young Ghana side produced. Look, I think, I think, uh, Ateta personally, this stuff, they, 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 they reconciled the books in terms of what went wrong, uh, the opening, uh, four, four games of last seasons, uh, which they lost three consecutive ones. I think they wanted to address that momentum. I mean, that challenge so that they come in with perfect momentum. So I, I've been saying this about Arsenal. I've, I've watched the preseason games. They were celebrating like they were playing, you know, official games. So I think the passion in the hangar was there. And now the skill is, 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 is blending well with all these new traits that the young Gunners have. So I think it's working perfect. I hope they continue to have that, uh, you know, mental strength, you know, to, you know, continue. But can you say that there are some improvements um, that have been noticed from last season? In terms of in terms of the way they're, they're playing football, I think definitely some tactical twitches now. Xhaka is more mobile, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Odegaard is... is he... How influential influence is he, Odegaard, Odegaard, as being the captain? I think I think the armband, I thought it was going to take a toll on him, but I think it's, it's the feel that he needed to, to put in some extra performances. Now you can say uh, this season, uh, all the games that he has played, he has played fantastically well. Uh, unlike the patches of performances of the la- of last season, so I think the armband has helped him to 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 attain more responsibility and uh, put some fire in his play. So I think he's playing very well. Okay, I'm sure Kumbi would disagree with this. You say uh, you are saying of a you are saying Arsenal uh, hasn't been tested. Big test next next weekend at Old Trafford. Yeah, for me that's the first test that you need to pass to ensure that. We can now consider you as top four contenders. But you only beat what's in front. What's in front definitely, of you? Definitely. But you know, for me, you know, for me, you know, analyzing both teams from a tactical perspective. Personally, I see an Arsenal draw or a United win. It can go both ways. Both. Definitely, no chance of an Arsenal win. There's a possibility for that due to the gear. The gear ruins United. <laughs> ruins United cannot stop crosses and is not a sweeper keeper. That, that one needs to be relegated to the page and bring a quality first choice keeper. 
Okay, and um talking of goals. Uh goals just look just look naturally look for Ireland. What can we say the man who probably has a, a, a higher number of goals per uh, game played. So I think uh, he's a fantastic goal scorer in type of goal for me. His attitude for me I think is the most lethal. He is confident. He knows exactly what he will do and he backs himself up. So I think that's one of the most uh, scary trait of him off the field as well. Um do you think uh, is he has adapted to, to the city's um, philosophy and also city's adapt, adapted to his prowess and traits Kumbi? Uh, like a giveaway giveaway. I see Haaland adopted fully to the Pep Guardiola philosophy and he has also shown that city is now one of the best young talent that can propel city to challenge for Champions League um with talent uh, back in form also like, having getting his first trick of the season and also but the defense is is, is, a, is a worrying factor puppy considering Palace could have utilized city's strength like aerially it was all over them like the, the, the set piece is is it a worrying factor for pep to defend the, the set piece duties yeah i think it might be an area of concern uh, given the fact that pep's like that likes to to spend most of his tactical trainings with the ball on the ground so i think uh, the likes of diaz i think uh, they need to really work on their defensive aspect aerially but i think it's not it, it, it can cannot be a problem if if the all-round tactics are on point it simply means that if city has the ball it will be difficult for for the opponents to whip in those crosses from the flanks so um can we can we say can, can you expect more of this this season going into this going um into this um season puppy that uh people will just outscore opponents because uh we considered two against also against newcastle but he outscored newcastle then also this time around he outscored um, he just outscored um, Crystal Palace, whilst uh, having been con- having conceded uh, two goals, yeah, the pep comebacks, like tip of Barcelona. Yeah, the, the comebacks. I think I think for me, for me, if if City uh, goes down like two nil uh, in the first half, I think uh, I think it would be just a tactical glitch. You know, they are not ironing out uh, a few aspects of, of what Pep wants. But uh, when they come back, they come back uh, with a bang. They they'll probably fix things up, and they'll definitely score, outscore opponents oftenly. But I think the danger for opponents now is 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 if if Man City starts to score before they score, I think those games might might end up turning to be you know four goal games plus for City. Uh, what about the defense? Are, are they worried also because they need the the clean sheet? Or it's, a win is it's more important than a clean sheet for them. I think I think if you have Ellen Haaland in you I think Pep was sitting in his office thinking that okay I play the Pep Guardiola way but here I have Ellen Haaland this is an opportunity to revolutionize the way we uh, you know football is attackers play the game and so I think we're going to we're going to see all types of goals from Ellen Haaland beat tap-ins beat uh, spectacular ones beat counter-attack beat what may I think it's an opportunity for Pep Guardiola to you know to create another Pep uh, way of play because of the players that you have imagined uh, the combination that will soon brew if it's not brewing already between uh, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland. 
in a, in a natural is it an arrogant team not arrogant but confident team because they know that they they have the quality on and off the field in terms of the managers and stuff so people know people they know especially with the addition of uh uh Alan Haaland I think everyone is, is is definitely afraid of 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 Alan Haaland he's a goal scoring machine we can't we can't lie about that but if they become complacent which I doubt I think we're going to see fantastic attacking football from Man City this time more than any other top gun team. Okay, um checking of confidence. You said um City is a confident team, right? And um over to Australia, the Springboks went to the Wallabies wanting to get a win and very confident like you alluded to. They created numerous chances but failed to make them count into points as they went down to the Wallabies in Adelaide by 25 to 17 puppy. After his loss start the the box gradually came into the game the last quarter second try for from Kwagwa in the in the 79th minute it wasn't good enough this was not really a good performance or a good side a good wallaby side it was kind of poor poor in their own way but still the springboks failed to beat them look i think uh, jack is near but i think You might agree with me to say that uh, it was one of uh, possibly the worst uh, attacking performances under his his Springbok uh, coaching career. I think they were not they were not cohesive, they were not in sync enough. So with that having said, I think it's, it's probably the reason why uh, the Springbok lost and uh, not to a very convincing uh, Australian side but still they managed to win uh, 25-17. And also the fans were quick to react on, on social media that uh, it's this downfall started in 2019 just after the World Cup final. Now they're, they're selecting the out of form players, their poor selection, out of form players or even unfit players, but still they've got some players that young players that they can even integrate uh, into the forward uh, Kumbi. Still the World Cup um, on the on the horizon should they give these these youngsters a, a chance to showcase their talent. The integration of young players in the box squad has to be fast-tracked in order to improve the performance of the, the general Springbok team. Because all of the most of the first 15 they are now aging. Okay, so. so they need to replenish and reinvigorate young players. So their players they need to also experience in the team. To ensure that the South African rugby team remains competitive. Okay, so I was watching the game, and um, the backline was all over, and the forwards were playing in defense. It wasn't really uh, the, the, the Springboks that we accustomed to, Papi Ofle, uh, the Siakolises, or the, the best teams of the uh, of the board of the box, and their Siakolises. Their colleagues um teams but it's it, it in that so this box side they need to improve going to the next uh next game also they in Australia the back to back going to next games uh next weekend's uh game and if as if that that wasn't enough the New Zealand lost to against the Pumas and uh for the first time ever is there a first time for everything puppy definitely i think in the world of sport uh, you ne- you never never write off the underdog i think the pumas they were coming off uh, a win against the wallabies in the mm. previous match uh, day week yes and uh, so i think momentum was was there with with, with the, the the pumas and they 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 played 
uh, the All Blacks at a time where things are still shaky as well, even though the All Blacks won uh, against, uh, against the Springboks. But I think it was just a great, great timing, great opportunity. Hit them and catch them where they're a bit vulnerable and unsteady in, in the box office there. So I think uh, good opportunity and a possible win for them, especially considering the fact that uh, the New Zealand uh, team is... But they've, they've, they've become a spend force of late, Papi. The home defeat, uh, Kumbi, the home defeats have come quick and fast. Remember, they lost the series against uh, Ireland also Ireland, uh-huh. uh, at home. So it seems like all is not for in that in that New Zealand's camp. Even though they they managed to support the the, the media came in the the media came in and uh, said you uh, were supported by by the board. The coach Ian Foster. The, yeah, Ian Foster was supported yeah. by the by the board. So. How's the stance right now? Do you think it's still the same with that previous defeat? For me, you see, they're in a transitional period. Remember the days when they used to dominate opponents left, right, and center. Now they are shown that every team suffers a decline. And that decline has been manifested in performance. You saw the reshuffling of the technical rugby team. And now there is a high possibility that the coach will be fired. Okay. Um, the Pumas are leading the group. Uh, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yes, who, who would have predicted that after what? this uh, <laughs> round of fixtures? It's, it's fantastic. I think. I think it's evident enough to see that uh, the Pumas and the Argentinian rugby is, is taking a stride. And remember, not far, not long ago, they won the they won their first uh, seven series. Yeah. The first seven series trophy. It was. Uh, four months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Four, four, about four months ago. So momentum is there. They they believe now they're topping the southern hemisphere. The perennial bottomers now are on top. So anything is possible. They've they've now beaten uh, Australia. They've now beaten uh, the All Blacks. So uh, anything can be possible if, if, if they. they Remember, it's, uh, the it's the first, like you said, it's the first time ever uh, beating uh, New Zealand. Exactly. And they beat New Zealand away. History made, right? And talking of history, now the Chevrons and Australia made for the first time since 2004 after that depot call. And Australia managed to win the game by five wickets. Um, take away of the game, Papi. Yeah, I think uh, the, uh, it was an interesting game in terms of how our boys would would, would acclimatize or, or prep themselves against uh, superior opponents. Uh, we last played Australia at top 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 cricket team uh, in 2004 so i think uh, betting wise i think we saw a couple of good betting performances uh, from Adivere, uh 72 runs if i'm not mistaken i think uh, it shows that uh, we, we, we if we have the right composure the right exposure as well we can you know uh, play some nice cricket shots but uh, we, we eventually lost a uh, five wicket loss with 99 balls remaining yeah, when you look at those figures, it, if you break them down, ninety-nine balls. You, you ah. break them down, it's probably what sixteen overs. Sixteen overs. Second, it, it, it gets it gets on the surface. It, it might be okay to say it's Australia, yes, but if you break down the numbers, I think it still need uh, they still need of uh, improvement in terms of all aspects of the game. But this was this is a um, beautiful side for this Australian side. But we need to just address our betting um, lineup and um, tactics, puppy. The entire the entire depart- betting department just dropped off. Like it was only Matuela, like he said, who, and maybe and Wesley who maybe rose to the occasion. But uh, 
the, t- the top order was okay they they held up uh, the 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 system and the tactics pretty well and uh, collapsed collapsed at 185.44 to 200 all out it was a disaster puppy the bid ordered yeah, i think i think we failed to contain the spin the 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 zampa spin so you know spin different conditions uh, probably all the players they were playing in australia for the first time so i think if we can show some improvement especially in the middle order how they they acclimatize to an older ball once once the speed bowlers are, are coming into to attack i think uh, we might we might improve on our betting do you think uh, having the top four might be a leverage for us to move forward to improve like we are playing playing uh, the bigger teams like like uh, the top four like exactly the top four batsmen that can uh, produce um, some runs on board like your 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 Aaron Finches and Smithies and Warners mm. playing against them mm. Yeah, I think it will provide great lesson for for our, our bowlers. You know, our seamers they need to to face such caliber of batsmen uh, to to try and uh, perfect the game. So I think facing the likes of Finches, your Warners, your Smithies, I think it, it, it's important it's a, for us going into the preliminary World Cup T20 uh, tournament. Exactly, it's a it's, it's a learning curve for this for uh for this Chevron side and for us all Zimbabweans. And better luck uh, next time Definitely. as they are playing the next game of. Um, like so Wednesday, the on the Wednesday, ODI. the second yeah. ODI, and um, the Chevrons were actually behind behind you. And um, shout out to our the our, our fantasy leader, look leader, Chengamira FC. Uh, it's a pretty close call, but it's actually it's, it's okay. Yes, yeah, so big game. shout out to Chengamira. Um, and also maybe the some other the other remaining five uh, FPO managers in the top six. Um, It's Oyo FC plays on number two. Mashingo two reloaded um, position three. Toramari United on four. Gavi Atletico fifth, and Tatinda Oma on sixth. Shout out to you, you guys, but remember, it's not uh, it's not a lead. And thank you guys for having us um, in this section in this edition. And join us on the next edition of the Field of Play. Not forgetting to like and follow us on all our social media platforms do catch us on our on audible nkr fm as well as amazon music google podcasts and apple podcasts as well uh in the mix misro power with fop news that's uh, i'm nani your guy and from all of us the fop crew we out <laughs>